Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. This is episode 257. I'm titling today's episode, Keeping Daniel Out of the Critics' Den. We've been talking about St. Jerome's commentary on Daniel, and in that commentary, St. Jerome, who lived around 347 to 420, he was defending the historicity of the book of Daniel, and that was a big thrust of his commentary. And by defending Daniel, St. Jerome was doing something more than simply defending Daniel. He was defending the wider scope of predictive prophecy in Scripture. Now, prophecy, some people think, is all predictive, and that's not the case, but there is quite definitely predictive prophecy in Scripture, and the book of Daniel is filled with it. And part B of this I'm kind of giving you a summary here before we break into the details. Part B of this is that I mentioned last episode, there's a widespread neglect of St. Jerome's commentary on Daniel. There's all kinds of things in print available from Catholic publishers, uh, from the works of Jerome. Uh, I mean, this is one of the four doctors of the Catholic Church. He's a saint probably the greatest scholar alive in his time. When St. Augustine was asked about prophecy, he gave a good answer, but then he flipped. He says, you need to really pay attention to Rome because he's an expert on this. And yet today, this commentary by St. Jerome on Daniel was translated and published by Protestants, conservative Protestants, And there's kind of a quiet neglect on the part of Catholics, and I'll let you in on a secret. It's an important secret. The neglect of St. Jerome on Daniel is an indicator of a much bigger problem on Catholic attitudes amongst contemporary scholars and Protestant scholars regarding the inerrancy and inspiration of Scripture. Can God actually know the future? And can God actually convey that to a human being and then record it for all ages? And that's what St. Jerome is saying in his commentary on Daniel. Now, here's what happened. Jews and Christians accepted the full historical authenticity of Daniel until the pagan philosopher Porphyry, who lived in the very early three or wrote in the very early 300s, and he wrote against the historicity of Daniel. Now, you need to know, because some commentaries will say, well, Jerome was writing against Pophory, which is true, because Pophory was writing against the historicity of Daniel, but what is sometimes not mentioned, Pophory was a pagan philosopher who wrote against all prophecy in the Bible. He didn't think there could be such a thing. And it's very interesting that some things don't seem to change. What Jerome was doing 
way back around the year 400, trying to defend Daniel needs to be done today. So today I'm going to be giving you some reasons why Daniel should be kept out of the critics den. And then once we do that, we'll be going through some of the points within St. Jerome's commentary on Daniel. But the number one point is that Remember, I don't know if some of you, if you're old enough to remember, Paul Harvey used to have a great radio commentary, and he go, now for the rest of the story. And what has happened in the lives of the scripture professor who your son or daughter may hear teach at a Catholic college or university, or what your son may hear in a seminary in preparing to be a priest is a one-sided viewpoint on the prophet Daniel. In other words, it is so commonly assumed that Daniel wasn't writing around 600 BC, because if he was, he would be predicting the scope of the four major world empires. And a human being can't do that and I'm, I'm being a bit facetious, what they assume that this was written after the fact. It wasn't uh, prophecy, it was just history, and it was kind of a, put in the form of a phony prophecy. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 17 says, he who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. Well, this is not only the lawyer's verse of the Bible. This is for theological education, because a lot of people today are only hearing one side of the debate regarding Daniel. The very fact that one of the leading scholars in the entire history of the Catholic Church is ignored on one particular uh, of his works should scream to you what is going on. There's only one side. And, you know, one of the things you can do is read Jerome's commentary on Daniel. It's available. It's about $15 in print. And if you have the Verbum or Logos Bible software, you can get it in electronic form as well. Now, I'm going to mention a resource that can help you in case, one, you are having a crisis of faith, because a lot of people do get a crisis of faith uh, when the scriptures are undermined. In fact, how did the devil start the whole crisis of faith in the history of our race? Well, it was taking God's word and questioning it, and then taking God's word and denying it. And you can, believe me, you can get this in a scripture class. You can get this in studying theology. You can get this in a seminary, Protestant and Catholic. So here's a resource. It's entitled, and this is where I got my, I stole my episode title today. It's Daniel in the Critics' Den by Josh McDowell. It's not in print. Uh, You can get a used copy on Amazon for about $15, and even better, in case you like reading electronically, if you search around, there are free PDF versions of this out-of-print book available on the internet. I found about three sites. Just Google it. You'll find it. Just be aware, there are two books with this title, Daniel in the Critics' Den. There's a 1909 title by Sir Robert Anderson, 
doing the same thing that Josh McDowell does in his book. I recommend Josh McDowell's for two reasons. One, it's a lot more contemporary. And secondly, you should know a little something about Josh McDowell. He wrote a pair of books that have been so widely used by evangelicals in a and apologetics for defending things like Jesus is God, Jesus did miracles, New Testament is true, those type of things. And these books were called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And millions of these books have gone around the world. They've been translated into 128 languages and have helped so many because what he did is prepared these books for students in college and university who don't have access to that other side of the argument, and he has full bibliographic references to statements reassuring the truth of Christianity and the scriptures. I wasn't aware of this till this week, but he did a third in that series, and the third book Uh, written so that university students could have access to things they'll never hear about, including uh, graduate school and scripture studies. You may not have access to this information. Well, the third volume is Daniel and the Critics' Den. I wasn't aware of that. And it has all these references. There's all kinds of juicy stuff that you would never imagine or never probably be able to find because it's just, it's been eclipsed in the modern world. Just a, a couple of um, interesting things. Uh, a leading critic, an English critic by the name of Samuel Driver, was one of the ones who applied Darwin's theory of evolution to biblical studies. And he was obviously a critic of Daniel. And the key controversy, and you'll see this when we get to St. Jerome's chapter 11 of Daniel, it's very detailed information about Antiochus Epiphanes, but does it end there? Jerome says no, and I second Jerome wholeheartedly, no. It's also a preview of the Antichrist, but even Driver, the world's leading English-speaking critic of Daniel, admits that when you get to the very end of Daniel chapter 11, there's a few verses that don't have anything to do with Antiochus Epiphanes. Oh, where are you going to read that? So that's just something to pay attention to. Here's a second resource. And resources, again, if you're only hearing half of the story, resources are very important. I just ordered an electronic uh, copy of my Verbum uh, Bible software a book by Brant Petrie and John Bergsma. It's published by Ignatius, I believe. It's entitled A Catholic Introduction to the Bible. It's the Old Testament. And I ordered this thousand-page book on purpose to see what these conservative Catholics would say about Daniel. And I'm very, very pleased to report what Brant and John do is give a totally balanced treatment of the Daniel argument. They treat the best arguments on both sides of the debate. Now, you know, if you want to be an educated person, you should be willing to know both sides, and that's what they do. And to their credit, I tip my hat to them, they're a second 
resource, and it's fairly succinct, although you have to buy a thousand-page book to get a hold of it. But but knowing that Daniel is indicative to uh, if somebody doesn't accept the historicity of Daniel, it's a sign there's probably going to be a lot of other problems. And from what I've seen them, I've only read what they said about Daniel. There's a book that you could use as a resource. Uh, here's just one little thing you want to remember that Jesus in the Olivet Discourse, that's the Mount of Olives teaching at the end of his ministry about the end times, Jesus took Daniel's prediction about the abomination of desolation as something yet future. The critics are saying, no, this is something that happened in 165 B.C., Jesus in 30 AD is saying this is yet future, said Matthew 24, 15. So when you see the desolating sacrilege spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, that was Jesus Christ. And you see the implications of denying Daniel. A lot of people may not put the dots together, but here is a major prophetic declaration by the Son of God. And really, if Daniel's kind of a make-believe prophecy, what is this truth that Jesus is declaring? It undermines the whole thing. You can't pick something out and say, well, this is just too much. No, it's not too much. It's great prophecy given to us by the prophet Daniel, reinforced by St. Jerome and I can't wait to get into it even more. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 257 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.